people are like, oh, I'm moving on or I'm moving forward. I don't really like the word moving on. I, I do like moving forward um, or leveling up or other things like that. Because I feel like when you say moving on, that means you're forgetting everything that happened over here. But mm. I think you have to use some of that and remember where you were in order for you to move forward onto a new path in life. Because right. those things that happened to you in the past are going to be the things that are going to push you and propel you to say, you know what, I want to move forward and to be a new person. I want to move forward and to have a greater purpose. I want to move forward and to do insert whatever it is. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kidboy Cooper, and I am so glad that you are here. I hope you're having a great day. Um, and I am thrilled to be back bringing you an, another amazing podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about moving forward. Um, these are simple concepts, yet somehow they seem to elude all of us, and mostly because our stuff, um, whatever it may be, is often what is holding you back, or it's something that you haven't released in order for you to move forward. And so we're going to talk about that today. It's going to be a really awesome conversation as always. And today, our guest, I got I to gotta get my, my voice together here. Our guest is uh, the creator and host of the This Too Shall Suck podcast. Her name is Lauren Wellman and or Lauren Denise. She is a self-proclaimed grief expert who uses her own experience to create meaningful conversations. All right. After losing her parents both to cancer before the age of 32, uh, Lauren knew she had a lot of work to do to put the pieces back together for her new broken life, broken reality. All right. And on the journey uh, to learn more about grief, her inquisitive mind began to wonder why is it such a taboo topic and why there isn't more emphasis on grief as a whole and not just grief surrounding death. This journey led her to create the This Too Shall Suck podcast, A Fresh Perspective on Grief. Lauren Wellman, a.k.a. Lauren Denise, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Truly. Thank you for having me. This is yeah. so exciting. I'm like trying to hold it together. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, just a little bit of backstory. Met uh, Lo, Lauren. Yep. <laughs> uh, Lo, at... Lauren, Lauren, whatever. <laughs> We met at a conference or a retreat rather in Atlanta and um, she just has an incredibly infectious spirit. Then I realized she had a podcast. So I've been listening to a podcast. I was like, yeah, we got to do a podcast together. Yeah. This has yeah. to happen. 
Yeah. So um, she's spending some of her time with us today talking about a topic that's really important and that is incredibly multifaceted, right? We very easily try to silo ourselves or, or, or corner ourselves into these ideas about what grief look like, looks like, what recovery looks like, what uh, progress looks like, what success looks like, um, but it all starts with moving forward. And so if we can't do that fundamentally, you know, then then we can't do too much, right? We'll always be stuck in some way, shape, or form. And you are the expert on this topic. So it only seems right to have you on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I call myself the self-proclaimed grief expert. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. So tell us a little bit about yourself um, and the This Two Shall Suck podcast. Yeah. Um, so as Kibway said, I am a self-proclaimed grief expert. And I call myself that because um, in 2015, my mom passed away from breast cancer. And then in 2019, my dad passed away from bladder cancer. Um, and so I got acquainted with grief really, really quickly. Um, you know, when my mom passed away, I didn't really understand grief. I didn't understand. I didn't understand what I was feeling. I just knew that I was doing things to try and like coddle them or pacify them or trying not to acknowledge them right and then when my dad passes when it really like when the rubber meets the road as they say right um and i knew that it was something like this is my reality now like i don't have parents i was 31 uh, at the time when my dad passed away I was 27 when my mom passed away so um you know i just had to navigate like that's a I'll say for women, you know, I can't specifically speak for men. Right. But for women, I know that's kind of a pivotal time in your life, like that right. upper 20s to 30s. Right. And so like having to navigate um, and understand that this is my new narrative, this is my new life and just trying to again, what does that look like? This is now my new normal. So what does that look like? So I knew that it was something that I had to deal with and something that I had to process. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned throughout this journey is that with grief, you have to process it um, because a lot of times we don't, or I'll say all the time, we don't talk about it. And that was something that I learned in my journey is that I didn't really have a safe space to go because none of my friends knew, right? They didn't lose their parents. They didn't, they don't know what to say. A lot of people, unless you've been through that kind of trauma, you don't know what to say. Um, and so I didn't really have a safe space to go. Like I did go to therapy and that helped tremendously. And I think that kind of catapulted me in my journey to understanding grief, to processing grief, and to want to help others understand and heal from grief as well. Um, and so it's it's been a journey. It's been amazing. You know, um, the podcast kind of came to me, as I always say, in the middle of the night, honestly. It was literally 3.30 in the morning. And I feel like God woke me up and was like, yo, I need you to write. And I just started writing stuff down. And it just came and, you know, the name came and it's just been, it's crazy. It's been a little bit over a year and just the amount of support, the amount of love, um, the amount of healing that's come from it, not only to other people, but from myself, it's been therapeutic because again, not only do we talk about the loss of humans or your loved ones, right. like I've talked about the loss of um, a job, you know, being black in America. We talked about yeah. how to plan your estate you know, all of these different things, losing friendships, things that people don't necessarily associate with grief, but it is a grief because it is a loss. It is a disappointment. It is something that is going to happen to us in life. And so it's been really, really good, really healing, really therapeutic. And I'm just so grateful 
honestly that I was chosen for this journey to be able to to help people heal in their grief. That's incredible. I think that is just like that's so much in that, you know. Yeah. Um I have had my own uh experiences with grief, um, you know, and lost a parent at like 25, 25. Mm. And so when you talk about other people don't understand, like unless you have lost a parent, it's very, very, very difficult for you to fathom the grieving that takes place because your entire life is based around the um, the existence that you have with your parents, mm-hmm. you know, with the people who, you know, at least for me, everyone's yeah. situation is different, but right. um, especially as it, as it pertains to that, it is very interesting that, you know, we don't, my whole main goal was to not put those feelings on anybody else, mm. you know, which is, that is a shared experience. You know, mm-hmm. you can't often handle that kind of grief by yourself, at least mm-hmm. not well. Yeah. You may be coping, you know, you may be, you know, moving, but I, I just have a feeling it's not, it's going to show up again at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And it does, sure. you know, yep. so that, that's very interesting. And I think that's very, um, that's such a somber topic. Like when you think about podcasts, you want to, you often want to podcast about something that everybody's talking about or that people will listen to blah, blah, blah. I think it's really bold of you to take a topic that, um, is is not very often discussed and um and to to be successful at at podcasting about it i think that's amazing yeah i think that to your point though kid way is people that's also the whole premise of fresh perspective on grief because the whole idea that grief is just a sad somber terrible horrible thing don't get me wrong all those things do happen yeah. But the beauty that comes from it is what I focus on. The beautiful part of it, that beautiful journey, the growth, yeah. the purpose, all the things that come from a loss, that is the main focus. We talk about all those things that you're going to go through those emotions because you are. But I think that's why I wanted to talk about it is because we as a whole society don't talk about it because it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about anything sad. Right. And it's, it doesn't have to be that, right? Because it has to be something that we have to talk about because it's going to happen. So why not talk about it in a different light to say, hey, this is going to happen, but this is how I can look at it as opposed to, oh, God, like, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you, you're absolutely right. There is absolutely no chance of avoiding it. Right. You, you're right. just not. You, if you right. live long enough, you're going to see people live and you're going to see people die. Right. You're going to see things die. You're going to see things transition. You're going to see parts of yourself disappear forever, mm-hmm. whether it's in, you know, loss of an actual human, like you said, or loss of a, a job, loss of a home, um, loss of, you know, identity, any of things, <laughs> loss of identity. Yeah. You know, that can literally just shake you to the core. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand the, the principles or, or haven't don't have a fresh perspective on it, you know, I think that's really, really cool. That's that's uh, that's amazing, and the <laughs> fact that you, I've a, and the fact that you just woke up out of the middle of the night and had this idea, I think, makes it even more special. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of you know a lot of great ideas come like when your when your mind is like in a subconscious state. Mm-hmm. That's right. That makes that's it right. special. So that's right. We're here to talk about moving forward. We're here to talk about what that looks like, and um, my first question for you is is what's the first thing you think about when you hear the term moving forward 
The first thing that I think about is um, just bettering yourself, um, becoming a new, better person, right? Um, so when you think of moving forward, um, you're moving forward from something, from the past, from whatever was behind you. Um, so I think that if you're moving forward, you're moving in a better path in life. Um, you know, people are like, oh, I'm moving on or I'm moving forward. I don't really like the word moving on. I, I do like moving forward um, or um, leveling up or other things like that. Because I feel like when you say moving on, that means you're forgetting everything that happened over here. But mm -hmm. I think you have to use some of that and remember where you were in order for you to move forward onto a new path in life. Because right. those things that happened to you in the past are going to be the things that are going to push you and propel you to say, you know what, I want to move forward and to be a new person. I want to move forward and to have a greater purpose. I want to move forward and to do insert whatever it is. Um, so I think it's it really is just it's a positive word to me moving forward, positive phrase, shall I say, uh, moving forward. It just means bettering yourself, just being a yeah. better human, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's, that's really great. Um, when I think of moving forward, you know, this is just the way my brain is wired. I always think about difficulty. Mm. You know, I think about accepting a level of difficulty that you're in right now. And so, you know, moving forward would be that acceptance, you know. Um, so I don't, yeah, this is this is gonna be great for me because I generally have a lot of somewhat negative connotations. I'm a very positive mm. person, but I'm very pessimistic mentally. Mm. And so I try to prepare myself for the worst, but I don't know that that's the correct state to be in when you're building new things and doing new things. It's always yeah. expecting the worst, you know? Yeah. You gotta manifest better things. Yeah. So I love that you're like, moving forward means like, growth you know I'm like okay all right i, I accept that <laughs> i'll, I accept I'll take that. it <laughs> right you know i just i'm i'm learning too you know what i mean yeah, yeah so tell me about um you know the the whole process right you know you lost your mom um you know then you lost your dad so tell me what that process was like for you tell me how you know what what emotions you were feeling um as you were starting to settle with this new reality um, like I said, you know, it's very interesting to hear because you don't know until mm -hmm. it actually happens to you. That's right. Mm -hmm. And everyone's experience with it is different. Yep. So I would love to hear, you know, what your experience was um, and, and, and how you managed to start moving forward. Because someone right now is stuck in that place. Yeah. It seems like too much to move forward from. Yeah. So um, I would love to hear, you know, what that was like for you, what that process was like um, and where you were at mentally, emotionally uh, during that time. Yeah. Um, so for my mom specifically, because, again, never thought your, your parents are going to live forever. Right. You know, especially at that young age. Yeah. Um, so it, it was really it was just a weird time. Um, I was living in Arizona at the time. All of my family was in Atlanta. Mm. Um, so I really had time to myself and I actually was going to move back to Atlanta to kind of be with them but then I recognized I kind of needed that time by myself to process it in the yeah. way that I was able to without 
my family. And so for people who are listening as well, who are kind of in that place, sometimes it sounds good, you know, and and don't get me wrong. You should have like a support network and be able to reach out to them, but they also have to process their own, you know, loss and grief. So sometimes you got to have that space to yourself to be able to do that and to reach out when you, you want to and need to, and not necessarily like have to have it in your face all the time. But yeah. Um, you know, with my mom, I'll be honest, I didn't really process it um, because I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was. Mm. I didn't know what I was feeling. I was uh, doing a lot of unhealthy um, uh, coping mechanisms, shall I say, um, because yeah. to me, there's no right and wrong way to grieve. There's just not. There's just not a right and wrong way to grieve. I hate when people say that, but there are healthy and unhealthy mechanisms to be able to process it. And so right. I was uh, using a lot of unhealthy um, coping mechanisms to process it, um, you know, alcohol, you know, all of these other things that I was doing in order to kind of process it. Um, so to me, I didn't really process it. Right. And so fast forward to 2019. Um, now my dad gets sick. Now I go into this deep place of like, OK, well, what happens if um, which I right. think I had to go to in order to um I don't want to say prepare because you're not prepared regardless. Yeah, I think, you can't prepare for that. Yeah, you can't prepare for that, right? Especially after losing one parent and then, mm-hmm. you know, losing another one four or five years later, you know, but I did have to kind of go to that place in my mind of like, okay, well, what does that look like? And I thought that was going to help, but it didn't help. And so um, after my dad passed and, um, you know, just kind of going through life and I recognized at some point when I was lashing out and I was getting mm-hmm. mad at people and I wasn't able to properly communicate how I felt. I knew I had to go to therapy and work through that because I wasn't able, like I literally was not able to properly communicate. Hey, I want you to come over because I'm laying on the couch and I can't get up or, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, like I'm really sad right now. And you're calling me talking about going out. And like, I actually just want to lay in the dark right now, or actually just want to go lay in the (laughs) next to my parents in the grave. Like, I don't know how to properly communicate that. And so I knew it was time for me to go and talk to somebody to be able to properly communicate because I knew I did not want to stay in that space. You know what I mean? So I think the biggest thing is you just have to recognize you. So I think the first thing that comes with it is being self-aware. Like I'm very self-aware and I knew in that moment that I was not able to combat this in the way or process it in the way that I was with my mom. Again, with my mom, a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms, but I just kept, you know, kept moving. I didn't move forward. So in that moment, let me be very clear with my mom, I didn't move forward. I just kept going. And there's a difference, right? There's a difference. There's a big difference in that. And so with my dad, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to move forward in life without help from a professional. And so I I had to be self-aware and recognize that. So I think if you're in that space, you have to be self-aware and know where you're at. You know, if you're in a dark place and you know, if you can't get out by yourself or, you know, that if like you're being ridiculous and being a butthole and lashing out at people and you know, it's because you don't know how to communicate, then you, you have to be like, you know what? Like I need to communicate better or I need to go get help to communicate better. Like, you know yourself. So I think the first thing is like from getting unstuck from that is to just be self-aware and to know where you're at. Cause if you don't know yourself, and are self-aware to know your triggers. And to, and I didn't know triggers or anything like that before I went to therapy, let me be very clear. But to know that if you're off, 
then there's you're not going to be able to move from that place. You have yeah. to be self-aware. You have to know yourself and you have to know when something is off. And if you can if you can actually deal with it yourself or if you have to go in and elicit the help of somebody else. Right. So I think that's the biggest thing is if you're in that space is being aware of yourself and knowing what the next step is, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. And I think the the. There's so much truth in what you said, because your ability to be and to notice that you're not well, I think is something that is very unique for you. Yeah. I don't think a lot of us acknowledge when we're not well. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of us acknowledge, especially in our community, acknowledge okay. when we're not coping well. Mm-hmm. There's very, very low bar to coping. Yeah. <laughs> um, as long yep. as you're moving forward or continuing in the whatever it was you were doing before, you know, people will assign you as having moved forward. And it's just not the same thing because people's families are still being affected. You know, your, your mental and emotional health, you know, which translates into your physical health. Um, So I think it's so, I love that you made that distinction that moving on and moving forward are completely different things. Absolutely. You know, we can all just keep moving you know, but are you processing things in such a way that it's not going to come back in a negative way? Mm-hmm. You also said there's no right way to grieve. Yep. Super powerful. Um, you know, I went through a, a, a rather, um, you know, a less than great grieving process myself, yeah. less than healthy yeah. grieving yeah. process myself. And so part of that I feel, and, and maybe maybe you can attest to this as well. I think some of the unhealthy ways that I was trying to process was because I was trying not to reveal that I needed to process, mm, you know, mm-hmm. because there's only certain activities that people can do with you when you're yeah. in an extreme state of grief. Yeah. And when you need people and you're in an extreme state of grief, you're going to do whatever it is that can alleviate that mental state yeah so your only option is to do things that alter your mental state Mm -hmm. in an environment where people don't notice any different yep and so you know when you're saying you know there's no right way to grieve and it was unhealthy i think it's really important that we that we we say that because a lot of us fall into that by default Yeah. yeah You know, we're just like, oh, well, you know, I'll just go do this because this is the only way for me to not have to say that I need people around me. And for Mm -hmm. you not to feel the weight of what I'm going through by trying to be there for me. Yep. Yep. So it becomes this like twisted circle. So I, I love that you that you are normalizing this in such a way that is still empowering to people because everybody is not good at it. Nope. You know, everyone's not good at being self-aware. So I think it's amazing. I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I'm learning. When I tell you I'm like, everybody listening to Empower You podcast, I am learning this stuff. I do not claim to be an expert on anything except audio. Right. Right. I am an expert on audio video stuff. I know that's, like, that's, right. that's my profession. Right. But as far as the, you know, self-improvement, self-empowerment, the things that we talk about on this podcast, like I'm learning with you all. So, you know, I think it's amazing how strong you are to be able to say, well, I wasn't well. So I went and got looked at. I'm like, man, that would take me years to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) But it may not, though, Kibway. All it takes is that one moment. 
Because, yeah. I, listen, I should have went to therapy with my mom. I didn't yeah. go to therapy with her. That wasn't a conversation. Again, if we'll speak specifically in the Black community, that's not a conversation in our household. We're not talking no. about therapy, no. right? So, like, we didn't go to therapy in my house. Nobody in my family went to therapy. I think I was, my sister might have been the first one when her and her husband were going through a divorce. But everybody else in my family have never, and I'm talking about cousins, aunties, uncle them, nobody had been to therapy. So that was never a conversation. So with my mom, if I should, I should have went with my mom. So all it, again, it took that one moment in my life when I noticed like, yo, like you're, like you don't know how to like tell these people you need their help. And you're sitting here on this couch in the dark in the middle of the day you're only going to go down from here, sis. Like, oh, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. So, like, it, it may not have taken you years. But it just takes that one moment to say, you know what? Something's I something's not right. Something's yeah. not right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Kim would say, nope, still going to take me here. <laughs> listen, that's, 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 it's a lot. It takes a lot of, um, again, just more new things I'm learning. Um, yeah. It takes a yeah. lot of, strength Mm -hmm. to recognize that you're not okay Mm -hmm. it really does there's a level of ego there's a level of self-identity that all gets challenged yeah and grief will do that because grief um doesn't care what you're where you're at in life it will completely flip your table it doesn't matter what is on it and it everything is sour after that. Nothing mm. feels the same. You have mm-hmm. to relearn life mm-hmm. after whatever that event is. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I just think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. Tell me about um, your 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 friend's reaction to everything. Tell me about um, your interactions with other people. So you you've got this huge life event that's happened, and you are um, trying to integrate with your with your people right mm-hmm. back in Arizona or wherever maybe you're back in Atlanta and you're trying to reintegrate um after this event has happened mm-hmm. where are you at like how does that how does that work um so again with my mom because I was in a whole nother state I didn't really I'll say with my friends in Atlanta I I wasn't really affected that much in that sense, because we weren't hanging out a lot. I wasn't seeing them a lot, things like that. My friends in Arizona, they were there for me as much as they could, but I had to to kind of just deal with it a lot on my own. Mm. Um, there was a, a, a point in time when after my mom had passed that I kind of like disconnected from my family. Like I, I was on, again, social media. That's a whole nother conversation about grief and social media. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I would get on social media and my parents, or not my parents, my family would be tagging me and like pictures of my mom and just like all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to be in that state of being sad right now. And so I'm going to go ahead and disconnect myself. Or it would get to a point of people would call me and be like, oh, I just remember this amazing time with your mom. And I would just stop picking up the phone. And that happens with grief. There's a point like, when you're like, I don't want to hear about this. Like, I don't yeah. want to hear about none of that. I don't want to see none of that. Like, I just, I just don't, you know? And so I'll say with my family specifically, uh, after my mom, there was kind of a disconnect there because I was trying to, in my mind, now that I recognize it wasn't, like move forward or move on. 
And they just weren't allowing me to do that. And so yeah. that's why I was like, I'm going to stay in, in Arizona. I'm going to disconnect. I'm going to get off social media. I'll talk to y'all and I talk to y'all and leave it at that. Um, with my dad, my friends, uh, people show up for you in ways that they can't. Um, yeah. You know, again, if you don't, if you've never been through any type of grief like that or a, a grief in general that rocks you to your core, right. and it doesn't have to be, again, losing your parents. It could be you could have had a this amazing job and lost everything. Right. But if you've right. never had a, a grief or a trauma like that that's rocked you to your core, there's only certain things that you can do. So my friends, my friends showed up amazingly. But with that being said, I also lost some friends as well mm -hmm. um, because as I was telling them about my journey, um, like, hey, like, I recognize, like, I need to go to therapy. This is what I need to do. You know, most of them, 99% of them were like, yo, like, that's awesome. You know, because again, they don't know what yeah. to say. They don't know what to do. And that's okay. Yeah. But then there were ones who, now that I'm going to therapy, now that I'm learning things about myself, now that I'm learning, these are things that I'm going to accept and not accept. These are things that I'm going to um let slide and things that I'm not going to let slide. These are things that I'm going to stand up for myself in ways that I never stood up for myself. I started losing friends. Mm. Um, and so I did lose a, a few friends because, you know, in those moments when it's like, oh, well, you're just grieving. It's like, no, I'm just standing up for myself, which I've never done before. And so you like to stand with me in a broken place when I'm trying to be in a whole space. Yeah. And so you like broken Lauren and I'm trying to be whole Lauren. And so whole Lauren doesn't fit into your world. And I get yeah. that. And that's okay. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it it helped me a lot. Uh, again, you know, I know I keep harping on therapy, but I'm like, that is the thing that catapulted me, you know, to be able to do that. Like, I have a very strong faith therapy. I have a very strong support network. And so, again, the people who didn't, uh, who, who wanted to stay in that brokenness of where I was and I wasn't trying to stay there, we're not able to move forward with me in life. And that's, and that's okay. It's totally fine. Like yeah. I've grown to be a better human and I hope they've grown to be a better human. But unfortunately, like when you come from a place of brokenness to whole and like people can fit into your brokenness, right? Like you think about it like a puzzle. It's all yeah. in pieces. They can fit in there, but when you're whole, where are they fitting in there? They can't slide in there into your, they can't do that. Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. I want to take a second and tell you about a service I've been using that has literally changed my life. Akita Ricks, the founder of SawyerScore.com, helped me erase negative items on my credit score, provided me a clear path to improving my credit, and raised my score by 100 points in the first 90 days. Like, whoa. The best part about all of this is all I had to do was follow instructions. Now, if you're like me and you need a credit bestie, you need to click the link below and schedule your absolutely free discovery call today. Tell them Kidboy sent you. Yeah, and so I get it. Purpose. Yeah, so I get it, you know? So it was it was definitely interesting on both sides. Like, again, with my mom, it was more so family. And then, obviously, with my dad, it was friends. But um, my friends showed up and showed out, and the, the ones who could, and then the ones who, uh, you know, we just had to part ways. That's okay, too, you know? I yeah. hope they're doing well. <laughs> That's yeah. all I got. <laughs> yeah, and you got to do that sometimes, too. Mm -hmm. So it, in, as we're speaking about grief um for anybody listening i want you to start thinking about something right now that you may be grieving um, maybe it's the loss of a parent or a loved one a friend uh, maybe it's the loss of job i think everyone is still grieving the life they had before covid um, maybe it's coronavirus maybe it's your creativity that you feel like mm. is 
frozen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want you to think about what you're grieving. And I want you to start, as we continue to speak on this, to start applying yourself into this, into these stories and scenarios, because we got to think through this, right? The whole purpose is not just to have a discussion about it, but to provide some valuable insight on some handles on how we move through it. Because again, this is not specific to a person, right? You could have lost a relationship and you're grieving that. You know, that relationship could have been amazing. You know, mm-hmm. that job could have been amazing. The opportunity yeah. that COVID took from you could have been amazing. There is a grieving process, a restorative moving forward that has to happen. And if you're feeling stuck, especially as, you know, the Delta variant and all these other kind of things continue to rise, you could be, you know, being re-traumatized and kind of want to crawl into a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want you to do that. And I'm here to uh, encourage you not to do that because we're all in this together. So, yep. you know, that's that's why we're recording this. Um, and I hope you're finding some 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 truth in it for you personally. OK, um, so as you've experienced grief, um, what has been one of the things that you wish people told you? <laughs> um, if if you could. And now now I, I remember what someone told me and I was very blessed. Um to to have do um, tell do tell. tell me yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> the for myself um so i'm interested to hear what your 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 one thing would be but mm-hmm. after my mom passed away you know everybody's kind of milling about the hospital we had all just ran up to the room and basically watched my mom take her last breaths mm-hmm. the worst thing i will never forget and yep. We were all just like hanging out, and um, a really good friend of my of my parents, his name is Lorenzo Pitts. If you hear this, Rob Pitts, thank you. <laughs> um, he told me, "You just gotta take it one day at a time. Just one day. Don't think about next week. Don't think about anything else. Just one day at a time." And ever since then, that has been really helpful because it seems like some days you really can't manage anything else mm-hmm. I just need to get through today yep. don't ask me about anything else because yep. today is 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 the only thing I can handle and so for me when he said that to me that kind of set the tone for how my grief was going to play out and I mm-hmm. did I took it one day at a time I still had you know, whatever going on, but I took it one day at a time. Yeah. It didn't make it easier, just made it a little bit more manageable. Yeah. You just learned to adjust. Yeah. 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 So what was the, what what do you wish you had known when you started? Hmm. That was a good one, Kibway, first of all. I would just like to throw that out there. That's amazing. <laughs> because somebody told me that too. They're like, take it day by day. But then what I recognized in that moment, and then I'll get to the answer seriously. But I like, because <laughs> I was like, somebody told me the exact same thing. Um, but what I recognized quickly with the day by day is that when it's first happening, you have to take it minute by minute, mm-hmm. hour by hour, day by day. That's and right. that's and that's that's how the progression goes. Because yeah. that that like you said, I same way I watched my mom and my dad take their last breath. So it's it's one of those you just have to take it how you can take it. And I I <laughs> that's my life now. Like 
I have a yeah. to-do list for two weeks out. And I'm like, Mm-mm. nope, we're just going to focus on today. Because I yeah. can't. I can't. And, and again, this was six years ago my mom passed. And now about to be uh, uh, two years my dad passed. Still take it day by day. And I think that's how my life's going to be forever. But yeah. anyways, to answer your question, Kipway, I just love that. Um, I wish somebody would have told me about the 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 process of the loss. And when I say that, um, what happens after the loss, right? That life is going to be different, that you're going to have to navigate differently. So I always like associate the grief or the loss process with like a dark cloud, right? So you're in the sky and there's this dark cloud. So like this dark cloud comes, it like snatches you up. So you're in this dark cloud. You can't see anything. You don't know what's going on. You're trying to take it day by day. You're trying to figure out why am I feeling sad, but I feel happy today. But then I feel mad the next day and I'm trying to do all of these things. And you're just in this dark cloud trying to navigate. Like you yeah. don't, you don't know. You don't know what's going on. So then, okay, I'm going to go to therapy and I'm going to try and do, like you're, you're trying to just like figure it out, right? And then something's going to come. It's going to come make you happy. This beam of sunshine comes through. So you're like, oh, okay, maybe I can follow that. And so then, you know, something makes you laugh. Beam of sunshine comes through. Oh, okay, I can follow that. You start going to therapy. You start getting tools. Another beam of sunshine comes through. Oh, okay. So now you're moving through this dark cloud. Now you have somewhere to go. So you're right. following this beautiful light that's getting you to the other side of it. And so then you're getting through this dark cloud Then you get to the other side of it. And you're like, oh, this is really pretty out here because now you got this bright sunshine. You got yeah. all of this stuff. Yeah. That doesn't mean that this dark cloud is still not following you and that on some days it's going to try and snatch you up. But instead, now you're still going to have sunshine. It's just going to be raining at the same time. And it's going to stop raining. You're going to keep moving forward. Yeah. But I wish somebody would have told me about that dark cloud and that loss and to understand that the journey is not only going to be a dark cloud, but it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And it's going to cause you to grow and it's going to cause you to change and cause you to be a new person. I wish somebody would have told me that. Yeah. There's that a that's what this. loss does. Yeah, yeah. But that's what loss does. You know, Absolutely. it's not terrible. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, Kidway. Yeah. I, I don't. Ugh. <laughs> the. um <laughs> You said loss is beautiful. I'm still trying to, to I'm wrapping my head around that part. Yeah. That part. But I do, I completely hear you with the, you know, there has to be a point, right? There's an end yeah. result. Um, you're not just in this. Grief to me, um, in any instance, whether it's, you know, a parent or a job or, or an idea about yourself, it feels like something that's happening to you. Mm-hmm. It feels like something that someone intentionally did to you. Yep. And what I hear you saying is like through that dark cloud, those dark cloud phases and following the next best light uh, into something that, you know, is, is much more grand. Mm-hmm. But that process is beautifying you. Yep. It's not just happening to you. Like Correct. something is ending for the purpose of you becoming something else. Exactly. Be greater. Not yep. something is just ending because you suck. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. you did this or because right. you deserve that. Exactly. And 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 if you're not careful, you can truly fall into those things because without perspective, right? Without a fresh look 
a fresh mm-hmm. perspective on on what it means to grieve, mm-hmm. you can internalize these things. Absolutely. I should have done this. I should have done that. I wish I had. Absolutely. I, 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 I. And what I hear you saying is that it's not, it starts with an I, mm-hmm. but it, it, it grows into a much bigger thing. Absolutely. Which is really, really great. I did, I definitely, I agree with that. I definitely did not have, I mean, I was stuck in that I phase for a long time. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, um, first thing I did when I got back was like, like, I don't know. It's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that I grief it. really catapulted my life um, mm-hmm. in a good way, also in a bad way sometimes. Of course, of course. <laughs> but, you know, and so I think that's that's really great insight, you know, it's that, it's that dark cloud. Did you ever feel guilty about laughing? Did you ever feel guilty about like enjoying yourself? Absolutely. What? All? Yes. Yes. All the time. My dad was sick in the hospital. He was in the hospital for 20 days before he passed. And one, me and my sister, me and my little sister were there every night, spending the night. Like we would switch off. I would be there for three days. She would come for two, like we would switch off. And uh, one night specifically, there was a concert I really wanted to go to. And I felt terrible. I was at the concert having a good time and I just bust out crying. I felt terrible. Oh. Like, how dare I be over here having a good time? My dad is in the hospital fighting for his life. And then even afterwards, on my birthday, my my dad passed away in August. My birthday is in October. And my friend was like, I'm going to set up something for you. And I was like, no, I don't know. How, what do I look like? What do I look like celebrating when my dad just died a couple months ago? Like, that don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know what Ooh. I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you're going to have those moments. That's part of the the process is you're going to feel guilty. And it just is what it is. And like you said, to your point about those I statements, I felt me and my sister, my sister is a nurse. And so we would be at the hospital. She'd be asking the questions. I'd be asking the questions. I remember specifically, and it took me a long time to go to the gravesite after this, because um, the day that we buried him, it was a whole... It's not, it's funny now, but like, you know, when you see like all these like ridiculous funeral movies and people are falling out, that's what was happening. To be honest, oh, I'm, I'm falling out on the ground. My sister's falling to the, like, it's it's a mess. Okay. And uh, one thing that I remember vividly screaming is I tried, is I tried. Um, because again, like we were there every day. We were trying to do all these things. And I was just like, I tried. And like, I really, really tried and I felt like it was on me for Mm. whatever reason. Um, And so, you know, again, to your point, yes, you're going to feel guilty for laughing, smiling, and and that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to do those things, but it's also okay to feel guilty. Just don't stay in that guilt for a long period of time. Yeah, just don't stay there. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so visceral. Yeah. Because yeah. you do feel like, oh, I tried. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this podcast and you tried and tried and tried and it just didn't work out, it's okay. It's okay. It wasn't supposed to work out. It w- Well, it worked out. It worked out in the way that it was supposed to work out, not in the way that you yeah. wanted it to work out. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so, so tell me some of your favorite... Um, activities during a loss period, right? Whether it's a job or anything else, 
Mm-hmm. What's one of your favorite activities that pulls you out, that that acts like that ray of sunshine through the clouds? Yeah, um, definitely. You know, again, super, super faith based, super heavy and heavy in the loving God. So Come definitely, on, you know, heavy uh, praying Jesus. heavy, heavy. Hey, shut up. So- <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Ah, heavy on the loving, loving Jesus is my homeboy. So, um, you know, when I can. Um, Because there are times when you can't pray, but, you know, definitely praying. And when I say pray, I'm not talking about like, Father, God, please. I'm like, God, listen, I'm mad and I'm irritated. And I don't know why you thought that this was appropriate to do this to me. Why didn't I get that job? What are you talking about? I'm overqualified. What do you mean my parents are gone? What do you mean I have to move to this place? What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking real to God. I'm like, I I got questions and I'm going to need some answers. Help me. Okay. Yeah. I know people are probably like, you don't need to talk to God like that. You're right. But he knows. <laughs> he knows how that's I feel. Your, that's your personal relationship. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Exactly. And I don't talk to, I just got questions and I need him to answer. So praying for sure. Um, journaling actually helps a lot. And I know mm. people talk about all the time, but literally I always tell people when you're in those heavy moments, write down how you feel. Always write down the date and the time because I like to go back and see my growth. Right. Because your growth, what you write today is like, hey, I'm in the bed. I can't get up, you know, as opposed to, you know, six weeks. It's like, I feel great today. I did this today. I did that. Like you want to see your growth. Um, So journaling really helps me in those times. Uh, reaching out to my support network. And uh, when I say support network, I mean those friends who I can say, hey, I don't feel good today. I don't really want to get out the bed or I binge ate because I was feeling uh, rejected um, you know, any of these things. And it happens, right? Like, oh my goodness. It, it happens, you know? I'm, I'm, I know Oof. I'm, I'm being very like transparent right now, Oof. but like, you Triggering. know, something, yeah, something, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. Like, I have a uh, perfectionism complex that I recognized in therapy. And one of the things that I do to cope is binge eat. And so, like, you know, recognizing that is what's happening is, oh, you yeah. feel rejected. This is why you're eating like this. You know what I mean? Or you feel the need to eat because you feel rejected. Why do you feel rejected? Let's dive into that. Um, You know what I mean? So uh, reaching out to support network to talk about that or just really like genuinely doing something that I like. Like I will literally be in here in Kibway dancing by myself, doing karaoke by myself. Something that gives me joy that's going to make me laugh at myself, make me smile, make me do something that is going to take me um, I don't want to say take me away from the moment, but kind of elevate me from the moment of where I'm at. Yeah. Um, because it's still going to be there and it's still allow me to process. But I think the biggest thing is just, just feel um, however I need to feel in that moment. You know, um, I think that is what really helps me the most. And I'll touch on that later in the thought exercise. But um, yeah, nice. those are the things nice. that I do. Yeah, yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. I think those that's, that's great. You said a couple things that I want to highlight. Um, one of them was that uh, you have a perfectionism complex. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to to pause on because um, I think a lot of us feel the need to be perfect. Yep. We very much feel the need to compete for this external validation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we often feel abandoned when something happens that validate that validation won't fix. And so the only thing that we have control over is ourselves, truly. 
Yeah. And so when you talked about binge eating or, or I relate to that so hardcore. Yeah. yeah. And you can do that in a variety of ways, right? You can binge at work too much, mm-hmm. spend way too much time at work. You can spend way too much time running on the treadmill or, or exercising. You spend way too much time drinking or smoking or whatever your vice of choice is. Mm-hmm. Wait, and, and so I think it's so translatable. That's why I think it's so powerful that you said that because our lack of control is what creates these, these, these not disorders, but these reactions to yeah. things. Yeah. And so recognizing that, again, you are just very, very self-aware. <laughs> Uh, which I find incredibly awesome <laughs> because it takes it takes courage to look yeah. at yourself like that. Yeah, it really does. And so for any of you all who are listening, I invite you to just look at yourself. You don't have to judge yourself. Nope. You know, these are things I'm working on, too. So just look at yourself mm-hmm. and accept where you are as your current state, not as your future state, because everything from here till tomorrow to the next day could change instantly yeah and so um accept yourself enough to start helping yourself to acknowledge you need help coping to acknowledge that this is a thing you do because of x you know it's okay um a lot of times for myself at least in my own experience i don't know how to say when i'm not doing well Mm. i just don't know how it's, it's very difficult. Um, so I do everything else. I'll go to work more. I'll go to work out yeah. more. I'll go to the gym more. I'll go yeah. for walks more. Um, I'll write more things down on my vision board. I'll, I'll strategize my business, you know, I'll turn it into good energy, right? Or you can acknowledge that you're having a problem today. So any of you all who are listening, I just wanted to make sure that you connected those dots. Don't just skate over it because... I just feel like this is finding somebody right now. Yeah. And yeah. let yourself be found. It's okay. It's if okay. If you're crying and driving, pull over maybe. It's all right. Crying and driving is difficult. It is. It's hard. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Man, it's there were so many times driving. Now, this is a side, but um, so I'm from Gary, Indiana, right? So um, and I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So um, my mom lived in Gary. And so I would commute like a lot to go see her when she was in the hospital. Um, It was like a really crazy couple weeks. And Mm -hmm. um, there were so many times where I was just like hyperventilating, trying to drive, trying to cry, Mm -hmm. trying to process. It was the absolute worst. (laughs) It was the worst. So. Um, what's your number one suggestion for our listeners on how to get unstuck, how to move forward? Um, what what can they do right now? They're listening to this podcast. They're like, fine, I accept this. You're right. I need to do something. How do I start right. this today? Because if I don't do anything today, I'm going to forget about this again tomorrow because I'm going to bury it again mm. under all of my other programming. So what do I need to do mm. today? Yeah. Um, so kind of... I give like four tips, right? All right. Um, so I would say the first tip, just make a decision that you want to get unstuck, right? Like I had to make a decision that I wanted to not be in that space. And so I chose to go to therapy, right? Like I had to make the decision for myself to say, I don't want to be in this space. I want to move forward in a healthy manner. 
And I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, but I do want to do this. I don't want to be laying on this couch for the rest of my life. Mm. I don't want to think about or have suicidal ideations for the rest of my life. Mm. I don't want to struggle with perfectionism for the rest of my life. I don't want to be sad for the rest of my life. I want to move forward in a healthy manner in order for me to be the best that I can be. Because what I do know is that if my parents were here, they would not want me in this space. Um, And so I had to make that decision for myself because I do want things in life. I want to get married. I want to do all these things. And I can't be the best Lauren I can be if I don't make the decision to get unstuck and move forward. Um, So I would say that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is to, when you do decide to move forward, actually take the first step. Okay. Like you can decide to get unstuck. And you're like, okay, I want to do it. I want to get move forward. Take that first step, whatever that looks like for you. So if you lost a job and you're like in the bed for two days, seven days, however many days, sad. And the first step is to get up and get on the computer and look and, and put yourself on Indeed.com. Put yourself on LinkedIn. Get your LinkedIn up to do whatever that first step is for you, then do it. Right? So make that decision and then take whatever that first step is. Take the time you need. That's great, but then take that first step because you can decide all day I'm going to get unstuck and then just stay there. I don't want to do this. I want to be, okay, great. What's that first step look like? For me, it was finding a therapist. For you, it may be, again, getting up, getting on the computer, doing whatever. I want to lose weight and be in the best shape of my life. Okay, it may just be going on. You don't have to go and hire a trainer and do all this stuff. It may just be getting up and going on a walk. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that first step is. And so... Um, then I would say after that is after you take that first step, just keep moving forward, right? I think it's easy for us to take that first step and, you know, we're like, yeah, I'm good, but you have to keep moving forward because once you, the first step is the hardest, but after that, keeping moving forward is even harder. Um, Kimway, I think of a a quote, um, that I always hear, um, God, it's about an arrow, um, and it can, says an arrow can only be released by first being pulled backwards, right? Um, and it just simply means that it's just launching you into something amazing, something in the future, you know, right? Um, and so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, remember where you were, where you were stuck, but allow that to propel you and move forward into the future, right? Yeah. So you have to be like, look at yourself like an arrow. So like, I'm not telling you to forget where you were. What I'm telling you is to use that to propel you into the future. So that's why you have to keep moving forward because if you pull an arrow back and and, and let it go, it's only going to go forward. It's yeah. not going to go back. It's just not. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. not. It, the mechanism's just not going to allow you to do it, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so I would say the last thing is um, just don't forget the reason why you decide to move forward, right? Uh, for me specifically, again, like I said, I want I wanted to just be a better person. I knew that I was gonna have to change. Like with any type of trauma, any type of loss, you're automatically going to be a new person because now your normal is different. You don't have whatever it is that was in your life. So it's going to be different. You're not going to be the same. And so I knew that I'm not going to be that same person. So I get to decide at this moment what person I want to be. I get to decide the identity I want to take. Like I can, you know, be Lauren, the the sad girl who lost her parents, or I could be Lauren who is out here helping people heal 
from the trauma, from their grief, from their loss, and able to help others do the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because she decided to get out of bed. She decided to move forward. She decided to do all of these things to heal herself and other to in order to to impact and heal the masses, right? Mm. Um so yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, so look, to to break it down. Ooh, I wrote it down. <laughs> you I wrote, wrote it down. It down. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I got make y'all that back. decision. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just make the decision that you want to get unstuck. That's when right. You decide um that you do want to get stuck, take that first step. When you take that first step, keep moving forward. Think about the arrow. When you pull it back, it can only go forward. And don't forget the reason why you decided to move forward in the first place. So, yeah. Yeah. She just taught a whole <laughs> seminar. A whole seminar. Pass the offering plate. That's right. <laughs> the, church, the church doors are now open. As you are. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really, really great, too. Uh, you know, Taking the first step is so crucial because we're awesome. we're we're perfectionists, right? Yep. Social media, the news, all of these things give us this hyper reality, mm-hmm. this idea that everything we do have to has to be absolutely perfect. Yep. Otherwise, we suck. And that's not true. <laughs> it's not this, true. It's not There's a lot not of true. levels between perfection and absolutely sucking at something there's okay. so much ground in between there a whole bunch <laughs> a whole bunch but we uh, we just default that way you know because yeah. of our programming but that's yep. that's amazing that's amazing yeah. y'all this is this is why this is why we had to have uh lauren on the on the on the show y'all because she's fantastic <laughs> Truly, truly fantastic. No, oh this my is goodness. great. This is a really good conversation. I appreciate you. You guys need to make sure you go to this Two Shall Suck podcast and subscribe and let her know that you think she's amazing. Okay. Thanks, guys. So, um, <laughs> Coming I'm, from the I'm podcast serious. guru. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I have it. made it. I have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> So, uh, I think it's I think it's time for this thought exercise because I I mean you just gave us some incredibly good tips on moving forward um, and for any of those who are listening these are action items for you you need to do those today get a piece of paper get your phone out you have to decide while it's hot what I'm learning what I've learned about life is that there's no perfect time to do absolutely anything. And if there ever is a perfect time, you had no hand in it. <laughs> you know, you didn't make it. It's not a perfect time because you did something. It's a perfect okay. time because things just lined up. But the, outside of that, there's just no perfect time. You just have to do it while things are messed up. You have to do it while things are frustrating, while you're scared, while you're uh confused you have to do it then you know these are things you can write down on a piece of paper or write into your phone um but you gotta you gotta make your decision today to move forward because after you get done listening to this you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna turn off your phone or you're gonna move on to something else and immediately there's gonna become some resistance that makes you forget or tries to make you forget 
that's the whole point, right? That's that's resistance can only hang around for so long. The more you you practice beating it, the more it'll be at your will. So absolutely follow these action items and prepare yourself for this thought exercise. <laughs> at the end of yeah. every show. Pressure. <laughs> pressure. It's pressure. Don't do that. We do a thought <laughs> exercise, which are practical, easy to execute tips that we can start to use today much like our tips that we got so i'm really excited about this thought exercise you alluded to it earlier and i was like oh okay all right you ready ready i mean that was like it right there <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like i might gotta switch it up real quick <laughs> that's hilarious well listen um the floor is yours you got a thought exercise for us you know, um, I think the biggest thing when it comes to getting unstuck or healing from any type of loss, grief, trauma, whatever you want to call it, is to, I want you to allow yourself to feel. I think the biggest thing that we don't do as humans is feel, is allow ourselves to feel. And that's feel whatever it is that you're feeling. So again, when you're in that place of being unstuck, you may feel hopeless. You may feel lost. You may feel empty. You may feel lonely. You may feel all of these terrible things, right? But then you have those moments where you feel happy. You feel motivated. You feel like I can conquer the world. Or you feel mad because this thing happened to you. Or you just, you feel you feel whatever you feel, right? So you have to allow yourself to feel in order for you to process. Because if you don't process where you're at, you're never going to be able to move forward. Because you can't move forward without processing the moment that you're at. Because when you move forward, you're going to have to process that next time life that you're in. You move forward to a, a greater place in life, a higher purpose. You process that wow, like I did it. I moved out of that place from hopelessness to happiness. Process that. Now I'm moving from a place of happiness to full joy. Process that. You have to process. But in order for you to process, you have to allow yourself to feel. And I don't mm. think we allow ourselves to feel enough, right? Yeah. I came up with like a, a quote, you know, about grief, about trauma, about loss. Um, that grief is really just a passenger in this car called life, right? Sometimes it messes with your radio. Sometimes it changes the directions of your GPS. Sometimes it even tries to grab the wheel when you're driving, right? But as long as you don't let it get in the driver's seat and run you off the road, you're gonna learn to ride along with the distractions that it's gonna throw at you, right? Um, Cause that's what grief, that's what trauma, that's what loss, that's what it does. But if you allow yourself to feel in those moments that it's coming at you, then you're not going to allow it to take over. Okay. Right. So, you know, there's going to be times even now, like, I feel like I'm in a happy place, but I have times the other day, Kidway, I was minding my business and <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> literally just minding my business and just had a thought about my parents. And now my day is a little off, but I allowed myself to feel 
to go through that feeling of like, dang, I really miss my parents. I wish they were here to see this, all that. And then I was able to move forward with the rest of my day because I allowed myself to feel. I didn't like try and suppress and be like, this is not the time to be sad. Like you got other stuff going. No, I allowed myself to feel. I processed it. And then I was able to move forward because when we don't process it is when we stay in that place of being, being stuck because we don't allow ourselves to feel and process it through. Just like you drink water, like you drink water and then you go to the bathroom and you drink it, it comes down and it goes out. You have to allow those feelings to come and process and go out uh, in order for you to move forward. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the moral of the the thought exercise is to when you are in whatever place that you're in, happiness, sadness, joy, hopelessness, whatever it is, allow yourself to feel, to process it. And that's the only way you're going to be able to move forward in life. Mm. Mm. <laughs> feel. Give yourself feel. time to feel. Give yourself yeah. the the space. Get yeah. you're allowed to feel. Yeah. Give yourself grace to feel. That's to amazing. Feel. Ugh. You got me in my feels right now. <laughs> Allow that to happen, Kim Way. I'm telling you, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> it's 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 really interesting because. You know, there's there's so many applicable applications for for the whole conversation of moving forward. You know, especially right now, you know, the entire nation is dealing with a record number of griefs mm-hmm. right now. You know, I mean, we are we are being pummeled on every hand. And um we individually have to take control of our space because we can't control the exterior things that are happening whether it's covid or or any number of uh, racial political uh activities that endanger the lives of people we care about yep we can't control those but we can control and police our own space Mm -hmm. and so feeling your way through that you know deciding what action you're going to take and being consistent, keeping it going, even if, you know, imperfect action is better than no action. Come on. You know? And so as long as we keep going, it's going to have to get better. Yep. You gave that analogy about the arrow. And I think that is amazing <laughs> um, because I'm a Sagittarius. And so I often feel like all aspects of that sign. I feel like the horse carrying somebody. I feel like mm-hmm. the person trying not to fall off the horse. I mm-hmm. feel like the bow that is getting bent way out of shape, trying to accomplish something. And I also feel mm-hmm. like the arrow, which is just trying so hard to get there. And so um, that analogy just really hit home for me. And I think for many of us, you know, we are bending, we are stretching, we are heavy. You know, we are carrying things that maybe we don't feel like we should have to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, the way that you articulated that, I think it's just really powerful. It's all meant to move you forward. So allow it to uh, release yourself from the expectations and feel your way right out the gate. Yep. You know, yeah, that's that's great. Y'all, this has been amazing. <laughs> I feel so encouraged. I hope you all do too. I hope y'all feel incredible. And I hope you will go to this Two Shall Suck podcast and subscribe. She's also on Instagram. Matter of fact, tell us how we can, we can <laughs> connect with you. 
Yeah. So I am on Instagram and Facebook at This Too Shall Suck. It's two O's. So This Too Shall Suck podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And like you said, uh, This Too Shall Suck podcast, A Fresh Perspective on Grief is on all listening platforms and YouTube. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I, I like to have a good time. So yeah, send me a DM. Let me know. I mean, Kidway is amazing. So I know that you guys are amazing. <laughs> So if you're listening to Kibway, so yeah, hit me up. I'm here. I'm I'm open. You can tell Kibway. You can ask Kibway. I'll talk to the wall. So <laughs> <laughs> listen, y'all gotta hit her up and say thank you. Um, drop a comment. If you are not following um this two shall suck podcast, you need to do that. And if you're not, if you're a new listener for Empower You Podcast, I really encourage you to um to go ahead and, and, and like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, um, and tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you think of your first episode, um, because we're building a community of empowered people who um, are determined uh, to actualize their success, however that means and however that looks for them, through common life principles and overcoming the process. And if you are a business uh uh, have a business, a coaching consulting service, um, and you're looking to build your impact and to create more income through podcasting, I am here to help you. Not only have I done it, but I've also been an audio engineer, video engineer for the past seven years, working with um, larger companies, corporations, churches, uh, individual entrepreneurs, all to help them create compelling content that they can use to boost enrollments, to boost memberships, um, um, to boost uh, tuition, um, all in order to um, create more impact and more income for their business. And if that is you and you're try- tired of trying other methods, you want to definitely hit me up. And all that information will be in the show notes as well. Miss Lauren. <laughs> Kidway, thank you for having me. This is so great. <laughs> I'm so honored to be here, Kidway. You have no idea. So thank you. Uh, thank you. Is thank there anything you, you want to leave us with? Um, thank you so much for being here. This interview was yeah. like really great. Every time I think <laughs> I had a really amazing interview, uh, another one just happens right after that. And I'm like, man, <laughs> this is a really great job. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for creating this platform, empowering people. So like you said, if you're not following Kibway, if you're, you know, need help and you're, I've seen him just be awesome on Instagram, <laughs> met him in person and, you know, so make sure you are hitting up Kibway, the podcast guru. And so That's like right. I, what? I'm on the podcast guru? <laughs> yes, I will. Yes, I will be there, Kibway. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I appreciate you so, so much. Um, to all of those listening, thank you for listening. Make sure you go follow this Two Shots Like podcast. Subscribe to Empower You Podcast. And we will talk to y'all a little bit later. Peace. That was amazing. <laughs> I was going to say, that was it good? That, that was my first. Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.